Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. I certainly did. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. All right, with the lineup set for today, let us begin as we always do. Here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the Twitter files. All of it. It's all true. There's a difference between knowing something is true and having documentation to prove it. And over the weekend, thanks to Elon Musk, we got confirmation. Twitter was indeed censoring inconvenient information and opinions at the behest of various political powers. The trove of internal documents from Twitter was provided to independent journalist Matt Taibbi from Musk. In a thread detailing all of these documents, it becomes clear there were open channels from political campaigns, especially in 2020 from the Biden and Trump camps, with the former obviously benefiting the most. Taibbi shows one email between executives at Twitter with a list of tweets and the message, more to review from the Biden team. The other executive then replied, handled. The Twitter files, as they've become dubbed, are rife with this sort of blatant manipulation of how information is disseminated or, in these cases, squashed. There's much more where that came from, but we need to move on. The Senate has passed a bill forcing rail unions to accept a labor deal that doesn't include paid sick leave, which is something those unions have been pushing for for a while. The bill also makes an impending rail strike illegal. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says the looming National Defense Authorization Act will not be moving forward unless COVID jab mandates are dropped in the military. The Democrat National Committee has voted to move the first caucus of the 2024 cycle out of Iowa and into South Carolina. It's a move championed by the White House, who says Iowa Democrats lack the diversity, equity and inclusion they expect in the South Carolina caucus. Former EcoHealth Alliance executive Andrew Huff has written a new book called The Truth About Wuhan. In the book, Huff claims that COVID was genetically modified in a lab and leaked. EcoHealth Alliance, if you remember, is that group that received funding from the NIH to do dangerous gain-of-function research. Former U.S. Navy SEAL Chris Beck, who gained national attention for announcing he felt like a woman in 2013, has announced he's detransitioned. In an interview with Robbie Starbuck, Beck says he was propagandized and used badly by a lot of people. Beck also said a psychologist told him he was transgender after a singular one-hour consultation. He also now refers to transgenderism as a cult. Meanwhile, at the White House, here's Dick Levine addressing pediatricians. So I encourage all of you to think of yourselves as ambassadors to your communities, ambassadors for science, ambassadors for compassion, and ambassadors for care. These conversations don't have to be limited or restricted to a medical setting. Offer yourselves as informational resources, not just for youth, but for school teachers, principals, school boards, professional organizations, recreation centers, county commissioners, and others who would benefit from this information in your perspective. Please proactively seek opportunities to speak about what you know. Our task is to educate the public in as many forms as possible. Checking in on China, I, I mean Canada. For Christine Gautier, the fight to get a wheelchair lift in her home has been an uphill battle. I have to crawl down the stairs on my, on my butt with the wheelchair in front of me to be able to access my, my house. 
While pleading her case to a Veterans Affairs case manager over the phone in 2019, she was told something that would leave her feeling shocked. If things are so hard at this point and uh, you, you just can't keep going on, then you, you know we can assist you with uh, aid to die. And finally, Pastor Alistair Begg has a truth bomb. We're not free to tamper with the Bible. We're not at liberty to rewrite the Bible, to accommodate godless perspectives, whether it's a godless perspective on euthanasia or on abortion or on sexuality, whatever it might be, transgenderism. And in this arena right now, at this point in the 21st century here in America, within the framework of church, whatever you want to call church, Big church, let everybody go in for the moment and think about this. The danger is an increasing danger that those who should know better are losing their convictions, not about sexual matters, but about the authority of the Bible. That is the issue. In all of these things, it is all from the Garden of Eden. The evil one came and said, did God really say? Did he really say that? They believed the lie and the rest followed. The same bullet is in his gun. Coming to the pastor and say, but wait a minute, pastor, is that what it really means? Is that what he really said? And those who are in positions of responsibility need to face that. If we lose conviction about the authority of the Bible, if we then become uncertain about it, then we lose our voice. If we then in turn become indifferent to the issue, then we're in real trouble. And that's what happened while we were away. For those of you that don't know, because... This is something that is very rare in the contemporary society in which we live. So you may have been confused by what you just heard from the man in the, uh, the baby blue sweater there. And you may have thought, were we experiencing some technological difficulties? Does Bronny still have electrolytes? Uh, you may have needed to polish your glasses, uh, clean the wax out of your ears. You may be, frankly, disoriented after what you were just subjected to. And I, I can't blame you because I know a lot of us don't have this or aren't even looking for it. But what you just saw is a pastor. That's called pastor or in other generations eras a minister or a preacher apologize for triggering you but yes that's a that's a pastor apparently a few still exist all right let's let's get to what is in uh, Aaron's montage today and I want to begin with a question and we're not going to answer it because I think it'll answer itself once I ask it. And, and, and frankly, attempts to answer it would, would really just undermine the potency of the question. Um, the, the question that I have on the table is what would previous generations that forged and framed the country... Um, how would they have dealt with confirmation that elements of media and government concocted a fake foreign plot to influence election outcomes so that they 
could actually steal an election and plot the coup instead. How would the generations that founded and forged this country have dealt with such news once it was confirmed? How would they have dealt with it, do you think? Let's just say, after a fair trial, of course. So let's get to the substance of what is in there. So the answer isn't blessing of liberty? No. Oh. No, no. It was not, it's not that. Tongue. That's not that, no. Um, oh, well, what they would have done would have been a blessing of liberty, but they would not have considered this to be one. No, they would have, they would have blessed liberty by what they would have done after a fair trial, of course. Of course. Um, I thought Aaron said it very well in that montage. It is, it is one thing to, to suspect something. It is one thing. It's another thing to even know it. But then not have the ability to produce the kinds of evidence that would confirm it for anybody who doubted you. It's entirely another to be handed that evidence. What is in those Twitter files, and Musk is saying, this is just the start of what he plans to do. And not even just on Hunter Biden's laptop. But over the weekend, he held a chat. He mentioned COVID censorship. He even mentioned January 6th accused the New York Times of essentially being a propaganda arm for far-left activists. Admitted that he takes assassination concerns seriously, as he should. What Musk has done just in the last 96 hours... is frankly more for freedom and liberty in America than the Republican Party has done in decades. With just one revelation. Now some of you will say, but Steve, nothing will happen because of this. That's not Musk's fault. That's the Republican Party's fault and our fault for continuing to blindly support these fools and save America or something by voting for them. That's just the reality. In these disclosures, there are direct communications between Twitter officials and Democrat politicians who are actively calling for and urging censorship in clear violation of the First Amendment. Now, Twitter censoring Hunter Biden's laptop isn't a First Amendment violation. Twitter's not the government. It's slimy. It's biased. It's malfeasant. But it's not a violation of the First Amendment. Democrats demanding it happened and imposing their will to make it so, that is. Those are clear violations of the First Amendment. 
And, and once again, the definition of tyranny, as you've laid out many times yes. before. And a demo- or fascism, fascism. Fascism, you mean. And a Democrat congressman actually tried to make yes. that case. Come on, wait, guys, you know what we're doing here. Yeah, one Democratic congressman tried to actually say, this might be going too far even for me. I had forgotten about this until Steve Bannon raised it over the weekend. Do you guys remember the statement that a bunch of former intelligence community officials put out? claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop, I had completely forgotten about it until I mentioned it. There was a bunch of former intelligence community, see that as people that are either currently working for CNN and MSNBC or are hoping to be, okay? Uh, they put out a statement claiming the entire Hunter Biden laptop was a Russian disinformation op. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. I had completely forgotten about it until Bannon brought it up. And he is correct. Every single one of them ought to be brought in under subpoena by the Republican Congress. And if they don't testify, you put out contempt of Congress charges and have them arrested. To put it, to, 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 to nail it down and, and distill it down into something we can all recall, essentially, the same people that the Mueller probe confirmed just wholly and solely and totally made up the P-tape Russian collusion narrative, the exact same elements that tried to create a false flag of a foreign incursion into the U.S. electoral system when it was them with their hands on the weapon the entire time because they weren't punished and no one was really held accountable, turned right around and then demanded censorship of Hunter Biden's laptop, which was real news, because it was close to the election and it would have hurt them. And then even tried to go back and claim that the laptop wasn't real, but was yet another Russian plant. How many treasonous acts will be permitted before they are punished? I wonder now I'm not even mad anymore. I mean, I don't, I'm at war with whatever this country or government is. I'm, I've, I'm comfortable with my dissident status. Now I'm just genuinely curious. Like I'm not even angry anymore. I'm not even angry anymore. Now I'm just genuinely curious. How many times will you let someone just sodomize you in public before you demand something is done about it? I, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just here to. Yeah. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? I'm literally just, this is just genuine curiosity for me now. I'm not even angry. I've I've lost my anger. Let me just say, I I hope your tolerance for public sodomy is very high. Yes, because it appears we're going to be getting a lot more of it in various forms. Yes, that's cool too. Yes. But that's it. Everything else that was unveiled over the weekend is just further evidence of that. They knew what they were doing. They knew what it was. They knew they were censoring you. And they knew it was real. But they had to steal the election from you. That's it. That, that's really the story. Except there it is in black and white. The, the actual communiques, the actual emails. It's all there in black and white. It's all there in black and white. 
Now, the claim is being made that Republicans had access to this kind of leverage and pressure within Twitter as well. And you do see within the emails that there were attempts by Republicans to influence what Twitter did and did not allow. But since about 96% of all donor money that comes out of Twitter goes to Democrats, they may have had the same opportunity. Let me put it this way. They may have had the same opening, but they didn't have the same opportunity. And you can tell how devastating all of this is by the fact that the corporate press over the weekend treated this like the Las Vegas shooting. Like the Kenosha, Wisconsin parade runner. Like Paul Pelosi's hammer. Thanos snapped. Never happened. Which is a good metaphor for exactly what is happening to your way of life, your cultural heritage, and your country as we speak. Gentlemen, your thoughts. The goons that worked for Nixon broke in to the DNC headquarters in the, the, Water- plumbers. Yes. In the Watergate Hotel. Yes. And Steve, you and I, this happened uh, This happened in the year of your birth, correct? 73, Watergate? 1972. It was before oh, the, 70, my birth. the 72. It was during the 1972 okay. election, correct, yes. Uh, we were raised on that. Mm-hmm. We, And the we were raised on that on several fronts. Just a a political soap opera story, all the layers to it. But to your last point there, we were raised on it because this was the best of journalism. Journalism did that. Woodward and Bernstein did that. Now we have this. What we know about Twitter. We know the same thing happened uh, uh, based on uh, things that were also put out this weekend regarding uh, Katie Hobbs. Another way she put her thumb yes, on the scale. She tried to get Twitter to censor yes. uh, claims and reports of what was going on in the Arizona election in Maricopa County. Yes. My point being, Democrat policy vis-a-vis ruling over you indefinitely is Watergate every day. They are fine with it. It is their modus operandi, committing Watergate every day. Because what you going to do about it? Because that press that did that to Nixon, they're in our pocket. They're us. Hail Hydra. We are in the midst of a civil war. You, the only thing you need to do now is come to terms with that fact, A, and B, decide what you're going to do about it. Here's the other thing to keep in mind, Aaron. As someone who was under constant threat of censorship these last couple of years because of COVID dissidents, I can tell you that of the of the three main COVID, or the three main social media sites for disseminating information: Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That Twitter was actually the least censored. Now that's not yep. to say that it was free. That's not to say that it was free. 
Because it wasn't. Because it wasn't. But in comparison to Facebook and YouTube, uh, I mean, Twitter was an Ayn Rand book, okay, compared to those two. Low bar, but... And, and, and so if this was going on at Twitter, what do you think was happening on Facebook and YouTube this entire time? It was going on all of these places, Aaron. This is a hydra. It was systemic. This is just the first con- confirmation we have of it occurring. But know this, if it happened at Twitter, it was happening everywhere else too. Last year at this time, Elon Musk's purchasing of Twitter was not on anybody's radar. I don't think. I don't think. It was not on anybody's radar. There are not three, four Elon Musks, I don't believe, who have the liquidity available to them to go out and purchase and do the same thing with Facebook or Google or whatever it's called now. Um, Alphabet, whatever it's called. Do not count do not count on things getting better with those organizations anytime soon i want to go back to something that you kind of mentioned in passing about elon musk taking assassination attempts seriously if you listen to shows like this you know how dead serious dead serious no pun intended you know how dead serious the spirit of the age is informing maintaining narratives all for the goal of attaining and keeping power and to use the power they've already accumulated in order to form those narratives so when somebody comes in and becomes a fly in the ointment of the overall narrative that they're trying to weave on any given day a la an elon musk or a la donald trump circa 2015 16 17 you don't think that they start considering ways to get around that They've tried, they've tried to uh, Me Too Elon. That went nowhere. It's been uh, the better part of a year, this entire acquisition. And still, and still, we haven't really gotten anything on him. They, have tr- they, they cannot cancel him, apparently. They don't have in- anything on him. I say all this to say Elon Musk, yeah, he's the richest man in the world. But when they've got nothing on him, that means he has everything, literally everything to lose. Ask a couple dead crypto billionaires yep. in the last couple of weeks. He has everything to lose. It's dead and crypto yet, billionaire season, Steve. <laughs> and <laughs> Please yet, do mask up. Yes. And yet he's proving yet again. The thing cockroaches hate the most is when light is shine, mm-hmm. shined upon them. Mm-hmm. What is the lesson here then? Let's, I know Elon Musk is rich, but he still has everything to, to lose. I believe that. What do we have to lose down here in the the cheap seats? Cockroaches hate light being shined upon them. Why aren't we doing this at every single school board across the entire country? Why is it that people like us seem to be an endangered species at school board meetings? Instead, it's just Todd and like one other gal in Carlisle that show up. Shine the light on these cockroaches. They can Vegas shooting this thing at the corporate media level if they want to. You know what they can't? You know what uh, Barb on the school board um, uh, on the school board down the street can't do? They they can't Vegas shooting this. They mm-hmm. can't just ignore this when you're literally showing up. That's the lesson here, I think overall. That's a great point. I mean, even if you're if you're on a local body and you're all by yourself, 
you still have the ability to access information and sunlight it to the public. Even if you can't move an agenda, you can still do that. And in many, in many cases, that's more detrimental to the spirit of the age. Remember, I've said in the past, when I first started turning my show into activism years ago here locally, I, I thought it was going to be, maybe egotistically, definitely egotistically, thought it was going to be my unique, gifted way of eloquently and powerfully making my points that was going to make enemies. And it wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it was the fact that I gave um, a platform to people on the inside who were dissidents, who were resistors of what was going on. And they now had the ability to bring that information to the public writ large that they previously did not have. They had a platform now to communicate, shine light on the roaches that they didn't have before. Sunlight is always the best disinfectant, by the way. Uh, and, and that's what made them try to take me out year after year. It was allowing my show to be a conduit for the exposing of them. And that is something that, you know, we got the email on Friday from the gal who said, you know, I haven't, I've defied all their edicts, but am I wrong to stay and work here in the healthcare setting? And we told, no, you're doing a great job. Stay right where you are. And if anything, funnel even more information out of there to the public about what is really going on. Daniel and I are going to release here in the next couple of months, a book, 400 pages of whistleblowers. That's going to knock your socks off when you read it. But it will also be very similar to these Twitter files. It'll be stuff you've suspected, probably knew, but now you're going to see it confirmed. And it's going to come from people from various sectors who stand up to say the truth. The truth is the most powerful weapon ever forged. The truth is its own reward. Now, Musk has given us the truth. The question is, what do we and the people we elect on our behalf, what do they do with it? What do we do with it? More in a moment. Speaking of which... That's what our friends at Preborn are all about. They are there for both the mom who has a crisis pregnancy and the baby who's in crisis because their lives may be at stake, depending on what mom decides to do. And they know that moms have a tendency to, once they realize, yes, I'm carrying a baby, I can't do it. So they show them things like ultrasounds and sonograms. But then they also know how difficult that decision is for a lot of single moms like mine was. And so they provide the maternity care as well, the baby clothes, the diapers, the car seats, the counseling, so that they're for emotional and spiritual support. All of this and more, they do free of charge. But to keep doing that, they need support from people like us. If you'd like to make a donation today, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Or you can just simply go to preborn.com slash Steve. Once again, that is preborn.com slash Steve. We have about 30 seconds. Not enough time for any final thoughts, but we are going to stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. Tweet from a buddy of mine over the weekend 
Do we agree or disagree with it? We'll discuss that and why coming up later today after we record it for you at blazetv.com slash days. For the rest of you, hopefully the last few minutes here encouraged you at least a little bit. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, here we go. Arizona's Katie Hobbs is in some hot water as internal email leaks reveal that her office colluded with Twitter officials to silence so-called election misinformation. We're going to take an in-depth look at the leaked emails. We're going to see how lawmakers are now calling for federal investigations and sticking me at the very end of this video when I'll reveal precisely why this may all be just the tip of the iceberg you are not going to want to miss this. Another culprit has been exposed as part of the ongoing saga known as the Twitter files released by Elon Musk. We now know that on January 7th, 2021, the communications director for Katie Hobbs' Secretary of State office emailed an organization known as the Center for Internet Security, an organization that deals with supposed online misinformation. The subject line in the email was election-related misinformation, and the email reads, I'm flagging this Twitter account for your review. Again, this is from Katie Hobbs' communications director. The misinformation department at CIS, the Center for Internet Security, then forwarded the message along to an employee at Twitter, writing, quote, Please see this report below from the Arizona Secretary of State office. Please let me know if you have any questions. Twitter wrote back, Thank you. We will escalate. About seven hours later, a Twitter employee wrote back, Thank you. Both tweets have been removed from the service. And interestingly, copied on this response was an employee at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which is a branch under the federal government's Department of Homeland Security. Christina Bob of One American News basically summarized the revelations by tweeting out, Unreal. Katie Hobbs' office contacts Twitter to have posts removed. So the Democrat candidate who ran the Arizona election, censored her political opponents, disrupted election day votes, and then threatened counties with prosecution if they didn't declare her the winner. Now, that latter point, of course, stems from revelations that Katie Hobbs' office threatened to arrest Mojave County Board of Supervisors if they didn't certify the 2022 election by Monday's deadline. This according to documents obtained by the Daily Caller. The Mojave County Board of Supervisors were, of course, like many others, very concerned about the insane number of irregularities and interruptions that occurred throughout Maricopa County on Election Day, as well as the slow walking of results and stonewalling of handing over information precisely just how bad the election day disruptions and irregularities were. So Katie Hobbs, remember, refused to recuse herself from overseeing the election and therefore by implication was in charge of counting her opponent's votes. We now know that Katie Hobbs has a history of colluding with Twitter to actively suppress political opinions that she didn't like. And now... We're seeing a comparable weaponization of the law in order to silence what many believe to be legitimate dissent, given her own electoral incompetence. Carrie Lake, of course, has responded to these revelations, tweeting out simply conflict of interest, coercion 
and corruption. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, if you remember, was actually suspended indefinitely from Twitter under the old woke regime. She wasn't having any of this. She tweeted out, the Secretary of State of Arizona and governor candidate Katie Hobbs used the power of the Arizona Secretary of State to collude with Twitter to unconstitutionally violate First Amendment rights of Americans for her own political gain. This is communism and Hobbs cannot be governor. I'm calling for a federal investigation. Todd Starnes tweeted out another Twitter bombshell. Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs was in regular communication with Twitter, telling them who to censor. And Twitter complied. Arrest them all. And to that end, Republican Representative Troy Nails on uh, Friday ensured patriots across the nation that investigations are indeed coming into the involvement that government officials have had in censorship campaigns at Twitter. And over the weekend, Speaker of the House hopeful Kevin McCarthy said that investigations need to be extended to Facebook and Google as well. Lie to the American public. What Elon Musk has been able to do, now we know why the White House wanted to fight so strongly against him owning Twitter. All he's done is put out the truth. Now we need to start looking at Facebook, at Google. These now have become arms of the Democratic Party, arms of the Biden administration, but they also used the intel community as well to lie the American public. Should those people keep their clearances? Should those people still be allowed to have information? If they're going to be political individuals, then no, they should not. And this is just the the tip of the iceberg of what we need to investigate going forward. Now, as I noted, this rather damning revelation about Katie Hobbs is all part of what's being called the Twitter files, right? Over the weekend, Elon Musk released what promises to be just the first of many more massive bombshells to come against the whole of the establishment. We're talking the deep state, right? The three-letter agencies, Democratic Party operatives, and of course, big tech, all in terms of how they collude with one another. Elon made the first dump of emails and internal communications within Twitter available to Substack journalist Matt Tybee over the weekend, who published them in a torrent of tweets, a thread of just over 40 tweets, revealing the inner workings of how Twitter employees, politicians, and deep state operatives colluded together to deliberately censor the New York Post Hunter Biden laptop bombshell that exploded on the scene October of 2020. We now know, of course, that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop in their possession for months before November of 2020. We know that they knew that it was genuine, that it was for real, and that the information contained in the laptop, particularly in relation to Sleepy Joe's involvement with Hunter Biden's illicit business dealings, you know, the big guy and all, was enough to implode the Biden campaign. So even though all of this was known, nevertheless, those same FBI officials regularly met with Twitter employees as well as Facebook employees and tipped, quote, tipped them off to a supposedly impending Russian disinformation campaign involving Joe Biden that they needed to look out for and censor. And then, boom, the New York Post reveals the Hunter Biden laptop and literally immediately Twitter sprung into action 
suppressed the story. They shut down the New York Post Twitter account for freaking two weeks. They even shut down the then White House spokesperson, Kaylee McEnany's Twitter account, just for daring to share the story. And then, of course, right on cue, 50 former intelligence officers all signed a letter declaring that the laptop was nothing more than Russian disinformation, which they all knew was untrue. They all knew they were lying when they said that. We now have all the internal communications behind the scenes at Twitter that shows just how deep this collusion between the deep state, Democrat politicians, and social media went. And this Katie Hobbs revelation is just the tip of the iceberg, or as Elon Musk put it, more smoking guns are on the way. So we'll certainly be keeping our eyes on how things develop here with the ongoing Twitter files, but there's no question the jig is up. The cat is out of the bag, and the establishment is ripe for a massive implosion. As always, make sure to smack that bell and subscribe button. You'll definitely want to check out my latest video on mass layoffs as woke CNN implodes. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure to click on that link, and I'll see you over there. God bless.